Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and come the long way around to episode 257. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a power complex about flowers. Maybe that's why I'm not a very good gardener. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Well. It's easy to be a gardener these days because everything's dead because it's winter. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see my empty garden? My indoor plants, however, are not varying so well. (laughs) We should put them outside. Let them get some fresh air. Yeah, that's a good (laughs) idea. The frost would probably really help them out. That's how I garden. (laughs) What's in the news? Nothing. (laughs) No news this week. No news that we felt worthy enough to talk about on the show anymore. Anyway. As per kind of usual, as you end near the end of the season, the news starts dwindling yeah. less and less. We could talk about the Omni Rumor. <laughs> There's no news about the Omni Rumor. <laughs> no, but we could no. just talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I know how you love no, talking about it, Glenn. Well, then, let's talk about it when it actually has some <laughs> substance to it. Do, do, do we want to talk about two when, years now? By with, the way, when season ten is going to come down. When season 10 is going to come Yeah. Should, should we talk about the release date for that? Oh, uh, no. Because they haven't announced it. <laughs> we could talk about it. We're feeding the dragon, my it'll friends. Be, it'll be in you 2016. Be all... <laughs> I'm going to say Easter Saturday. <laughs> it's always Easter Saturday. It's always Easter Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, it will not be Easter Saturday this year. <laughs> but that's what we're going to call it. So should we move on to our legacy, Doctor Who legacy tip of the week? Our tip of the week this week is to subscribe to this uh, newsletter because you get some really great information of updates and what's going on with the game that way. Most definitely, if you're not subscribing to that newsletter, definitely do because there's a lot, there's a, a load of information on a weekly basis. It comes out on Thursday, is that right? Usually Thursdays, yeah. Um, and it usually has the you know, whatever uh, special codes you can get and what's coming up and where you can find interviews from. Uh, Lee and Sue. And where they're going to be at different conventions. Where they're going to be, yep. And uh, they always talk about what, it always talks about what they'll be talking about on Twitch. If they happen to be on with the Adipose that week. And uh, lots of good stuff in there. So, and Keith must not have read his newsletter this week because he I, was I, surprised I missed, I missed that a little, I knew, I knew <laughs> there was an announcement in it. Second anniversary levels were coming. I did not realize Harry Sullivan was part of those. Um, Yay! Was that in the newsletter or did I get a, like an added thing because I got I got it in an email. I was thinking it was a newsletter, but now that I think about, it, I think I saw it came out on Saturday in my email. So. Oh, I must have missed that email somehow. Well, I have made a great strides in my Doctor Who Legacy playing. Ooh, how are you doing? I am done. Done. Finished. All Complete? the levels are done. Oh wow! All the chapters. All the chapters are done. All the <laughs> expert levels. No, okay. All the oh. chapters. All <laughs> okay. the chapters are done. Up all of the point. Sonic Adventures. No, because I saw them like that. All yeah. of the kids. I'm, all my chapters are done. <laughs> Considering I was stuck so far behind yeah, on the yeah. chapters no, for that's, so long. That, that's a uh, monumental uh, task. I still have lots anyway. of characters still to go unlock, too. And so you'll have to go back into the chapters now. Yeah, particular yeah. that's what I've been working still, on. I still have some Chapter 3 characters to drop. Still, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm quite proud of myself that I'm you up to date. Be. Does it feel the, good to be playing again? And, yeah, and, it is. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed playing it. You feel good surpassing Sean now? Yes. I'm back ahead of Sean. Where are you at? 
I'm done with all the chapter levels. Oh, you are ahead of me. <laughs> you know what I did this week? I reached the end. I was like, what? That's it? I was kind of surprised. You know what I did this week on, on Legacy? I got what my time mean? crystals. Because I, after I gave you the, the hint about be sure to log in, I kept missing it. <laughs> and I got a whole bunch of red ones <laughs> day after day after day after day because I was just just missing it by minutes and seconds and Ah, but I got my time crystals this week, so I feel like I'm gearing up for something big. Crystals, crystal. Well, Just you get two, two. Yeah. Oh, he made it sound like he got like a fifty crystals or something. <laughs> you got two. Do the daily allowance they you give you at the, the end of the five that days? You get for the end yeah. of the five days. That's a big deal for him. It uh, is after this dry spell because pat I keep him on the back <laughs> for getting all two. the way through a week. My goodness, that's it, a it big deal. <laughs> After I, I was on top of it, I was, I've was i got 50 you, of them you know, stored up. You and then just I, completely nullified your <laughs> tip of the week. That, that's what, no, that, <laughs> I, that enforces my tip of the week because I said you need to make sure to check in. And then and I screwed it up. Now you have accomplished that. that you're – okay. See? I, I, was, I was finally following through on his tip Well, of the I week. was. I was following it through awesomely, and then I gave you Since the tip. Since you gave and then that I, tip, I think I've gotten eight or nine, Chris. <laughs> I know. I've ten, gotten – Ten, apparently, if it's <laughs> two crystals a week. <laughs> I've got 5,000 red ones if anybody needs it. But... <laughs> hey, Legacy, when are we going to be able to gift stuff to people? That's what that I would want. Be, that's, not, that's, that's not a, really that's not a bad uh, I want to be able to bad addition. That'd be cool. Get a friend and say, okay, I'll give you my – you can have some of my black ones and I'll take some of your green ones or whatnot. <laughs> well, that's your Doctor Who Legacy tip of the week. Let's move on to feedback. Our first bit of feedback, as I'm trying to pull it up, comes from Ben. Ben writes, this came in last week, but on the Monday after the episode came out. So so he almost made the deadline. He almost made the deadline. Hey, guys, hope this didn't mix the cutoff for this week's feedback. So if it will sound out of date, in, if so, this will sound out of date in context. Anyhow, I just want to say that I loved Face the Raven. That's the first time in a long time I've been able to say that about a Moffat-era episode. My one and only criticism of the episode would be that despite herself, despite asking herself to be brave, Clara still screamed as the shades took her. It was most likely involuntary, though. Beyond that, I thought it was this, this was a fantastic episode. It even had the Jadoon in it. They're my favorite monsters. Beyond that, I finished Lost Stars, which is a Star Wars novel about two characters leading up to Episode 7. Quite like this story. As Beast of Fangrock has yet to reach my post box, I've started a Song of Ice and Fire prequel novel, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. This, this book is okay so far. It's not gripping me by any means. It isn't awful, though. It adds some insight into the series proper. Maester Amon is even mentioned. Anyhow, I'm hoping to finish that soon, and if the Seven Gods be with me, I will coincide with, coincide with Beast of Fangarok arriving. That's it for now. I hope this finds you all well. Take care, Ben. I'm glad you finished that sentence, Ben, because <laughs> the, the way I started reading his feedback was, as Beast of Fangarok has yet to reach my post box, I've decided to read The Song of Fire and Ice. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get through that before the... the uh, no, oh, it's the prequel novel, which I'm sure is... It's a novella. Actually. Probably a little shorter. <laughs> like, I had some extra time today, so I figured I'd start War and Peace. <laughs> what? 
And his his copy of Beast should be arriving uh, Monday, so he'll mm-hmm. be able to pick that up. And unfortunately, it come it'll arrive for him on the thirtieth. Today, technically, yes. <laughs> uh, but he the the thread is always open for I think at least a month after the book close. The the book the month of the book of the month is over at least if the very least fifteen days. So there's plenty of time to get your thoughts in on it, Ben. Uh, he did send in some follow-up uh, feedback saying, Quick feedback for Heaven Sent. I won't say that it wowed me, but I enjoyed it. I was not, however, thrilled with the Doctor's revelation that he's the hybrid. I'm hoping that they don't bring up that half-human garbage. I've never <laughs> been a fan of that theory. I'm anxious to watch next week's <laughs> finale, though, so this week's episode did its job nicely. Take care, guys. Ben. <laughs> Oh, uh, we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> well, shall we move on to our review of Heaven Sense? Um, before we do that, let's go ahead and mention that because she posted it this week. I think we have mentioned it before, but um, the oh, yes. book of the month for the Doctor Who book club of Traveling the Vortex will be Mutually Assured Domination. So you can be able to be sure to get that read and uh, get your uh, uh, discussions in for that. Uh, that that'll be this month, and then we will do our spoiler-free review of that uh, coming up soon on the our spoiler-filled our spoiler-filled. <laughs> yes, thank you, Keith. Spoiler-filled <laughs> spoiler review free. of that uh, on the show in probably a couple months. And if anybody's so. going through some Lethbridge Stewart fatigue, the January book will be back to a poll option. Yeah. yeah. So you will get to have say again. The next book won't be released until the spring. Yes. All right. Heaven sent. Trapped in a world unlike any other he has seen, the Doctor faces the greatest challenge of his many lives. One final test, and he must face it alone. Pursued by the fearsome creature known only as the Veil, he must attempt the impossible. If he makes it through... Gallifrey is waiting. I would dump dun dun, but I'm afraid that I would ruin some equipment here. Because <laughs> you it would, would break be the microphone louder than any dun 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 that I have ever done for any review that any we have dunned? done since we started on this show. So I am going to refrain and just say with that statement that the dun 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 would be so loud, you guys, my ears would pop out because of my headphones and we probably would just short out the mics and everything. So let's just have that suffice as my wake up Mel, wake up Mel, probably the neighbor. (laughs) Uh, We are in an adjoining house here, maybe even across the street. I mean, that would be my dun dun dun. So might cause some people to dive behind potted plants at the mall. Yes. They're listening (laughs) closely to their uh, earphones. I don't want to break anybody's eardrums. Squee when they announced uh, Peter Davison for probably that much. So, wow. So if you guys feel the need to do a dun-dun-dun, go right ahead. No, I, I, I think you you may have summed that up far better than that. <laughs> I, I, I debated how I was going to dun-dun-dun this, and, and maybe I, I, I was actually thinking of bringing back the golden bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> this gets that level of dun-dun-dun and the golden bow tie. Yeah. yeah. This, for me... Made and this is this is difficult because I, I think there's 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 an asterisk next to it. This may just be the greatest episode of Doctor Who ever, even though it's not an episode of Doctor Who. 
That's the asterisk. It, it was a. It was. I'm, I'm conflicted about how I feel about it. I absolutely enjoyed the ride 100. percent But part of me feels that it's not done yet because of, I want to see the resolution for next week. Because all of this is was just a vehicle to get him to the destination. At Which the end. simply is why. I think it can be rated on its own because I, while I still feel like we're in the middle of a three-part episode or a three-part story, it stands. It stands completely alone, completely alone. Now, that's not to say there isn't a mystery still hanging over this. Um, some of the things I think are who necessarily trapped him there. Yeah. Was it him? Was it the Time Lords? Was it a shielder? I'm not sure we, we know for sure. Was it Missy? <laughs> I, I don't think we know <laughs> I'm not sure yet. we know yet. I'm not sure we know that yet. And the mystery of perhaps – what was the other thing? Well, something as simple as and pedantic as the clothes. See, I, I don't think you need that. We don't know what happened the first go-around. Yeah. Obviously, this was a much later go around. Or the second or the third. Yeah, I mean. Well, this was the 7,000th ish go around. We know that. That is established. So. Twice in the episode. Once he says, if I didn't know better, I think it feels like I've I've traveled or time traveled 7,000 years. And then at the end, or near the end, when he's figuring (laughs) it out, he says, this this is the 7,000th time. Yeah. But we don't know what happened. So it, it doesn't create a problem for me it doesn't so he probably was naked the whole first time why not yeah uh, that's the only only explanation he, he's I there alone besides for this creature i mean only explanation i could come up with that's probably when it nabbed him it, yeah it might have nabbed him early there also do you, so do you guys who put the, the who put the monocle on the mantle and uh, initially originally well that I chalk that up to whoever orchestrated the entire thing. Okay. And the other one was that I thought was glaringly obvious. Did you guys pick up that it was going to be like a – I figure it was some sort of loop or something from the very beginning? Because I, I thought that instantly from the See, opening I, uh, pre-credit sequence. I did. As soon as I saw that hand grab it and then fall and disappear, I thought it's a loop. I dot it. I, I didn't. I bought it. Hook, line, sinker. I thought that was whoever had brought him there. And then I got so sucked into it, it I was, was still surprised. Yeah. No, <laughs> Because not I was all. so engrossed. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I thought about that. Not at all. In I fact, did, when it when it's revealed, I was like, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I did not think it was a loop on the until we went through the first loop. Then as he was explaining I didn't, I didn't what was going on, I didn't realize the scope of went, the loop either. Oh, my God, it's a loop. And that's how everything got there. And I mean, I, okay. I, I figured, like, the clothes that he left for himself and, the, 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 the you know, putting things back, it was like, okay, obviously we know that we're going to get into some sort of timey-wimeyness, but not to the extent that it was until they actually revealed the loop. I Interestingly know. enough, it wasn't timey-wimey. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> it was just, just repeated. Um, I did, what however... Cool, what use for the teleport, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Stephen Moffat, for pulling a Star Trek. <laughs> We're going to go to the transporter, and so there's a copy of us in the pattern buffer. So, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I was like, Well, the, expl- yes. the explanation was fantastic comparing it yeah. to a 3D printer. Yeah. <laughs> I went, wow. <laughs> My kids can grasp that. Um, and they did. <laughs> I did, however, know... Rather early on, that he was in his confession dial. 
You did? I did. I did not pick that up. I With, kind of sus- wondered if the I skulls either. were either <laughs> companion, people that have died in his wake or him. That's what I thought, was that the, all of the skulls were, were people that he was responsible for their death. I, I thought that at first, and then as we went further on, when he found the skull with the, the hook plugged when, in, I started thinking, mm, when, when, when he was digging, and the thing loomed into the... Uh, digging his own grave, literally almost. Uh, when it loomed into the thing, he says, you want a confession? I went... He's in his confession now. That's why everything looks clock oriented. Okay, let me let me say I, I, this. I thought the gears made me think of the open. Let lot, me yeah. let me say this is I didn't expect he was in the confession dial, but I thought the confession dial was linked when he said, "You want my yeah, confession?" Yeah, no, I, I, I knew he was inside of it because that's you know it was a one way teleport and got him in there, and that's why the stars didn't oh, make sense. Everything was, was yeah okay cool, was. but no, it still surpassed even that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did, the other thing that I think is left open that I think will be answered next week is he hands the confession dial to a shielder. Yeah. But when he comes out, he's holding the confession dial. He's got it. It well, it drops. It's it's there. Yeah. So that's what. Yeah. So I think that the, the that little bridge has to be kind of answered. See, I'm still to, I'm still almost. I mean, obviously, Shielder's in the episode because he was in the next time on. And it appears that she, she may be at uh, on Gallifrey as well. So, oh yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, she's I, the one talking yeah, to uh, yeah. the head of the Sisterhood of Karn. I can never remember the lady's name, but yeah, I can't. I can never pronounce her name. Yeah, she's she's having that discussion with her. Yeah, that's right. See, part of me still thinks that we're going to go full circle, and that we'll discover for the Doctor either it, this is directly on the heels of the Davros story, or even set before. And then we're going to go through that with Clara. Of That's why he's so morose about her death throughout the whole season is because he's actually already lived it. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking that. And that's why the confession dial is such a big part of the entire thing. You mean the crux of the season will have taken place Yeah. So, so after he goes to Gallifrey? Yeah. Okay. okay. Because... He literally did just leave Clara dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after, they got yeah, here. A, after the was, finale. It was just a gateway. Yeah, well, after Hellbent, so. it would be wound up being a big loop back gotcha. to the beginning gotcha. of the season. That we've been seeing it through almost Clara's perspective yeah, more than yeah. the Doctor's perspective. Which is very Or, or Doctor's Moffitt. order, yeah. Because <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot of timey-wiminess in this, in this season enough. And we'll get a uh, <laughs> reminder of that at Christmas when River shows back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, oh, where to start? Um, Capaldi, I, I think everybody, all of the reviews that I've seen has kind of just been... I don't think, I don't know if any other doctor could have carried the episode no. as well as he did. Uh, no, no, no. You couldn't have done, you couldn't have done this with David Tenner and Matt Smith. Adam. No. Um, I, I don't think you could have done it with Christopher Eccleston. He was just a different that- type of doctor. Uh, no, I, I only only doctor that could have come close that possibly would be Tom Baker. No, I because he talked to himself enough as it was. That well, aspect here, of it, here's yes. the thing. Aspect. This but is the, the other storytelling. This wise, is the yeah. other nice thing about this episode. Sylvester McCoy, I could have seen. Maybe. I saw in the twelfth Doctor in this episode. I saw shades of the seventh Doctor. I saw shades of the fourth Doctor. I saw shades of the third Doctor. Even saw a glimpse of the second Doctor. And there was various parts in the episode, especially when he's in the garden, and he's doing this with his hands. It was very, oh, yeah. and, he's, and he's afraid. He's got that kind of fearful. He he was very second doctor there, 
And I thought, wow, there's like four doctors that he's <laughs> just, and I'm not saying he did, he was portraying that. He just, there was shades or glimpses of those doctors in all, in, in this episode. It was just astounding. It's yeah. just, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just mesmerizing from the get go. And if you if you're not a Peter Capaldi fan at this point, how could you not, not be? be? <laughs> that's that's this is this is kids. We're gonna go to acting one hundred and one. <laughs> this this is how you win a BAFTA. It's this. If if you weren't convinced by the war speech, here's this. Here's Exhibit B. And I think I have decided, even with Sleep No More in it. I have decided that this is my favorite season, at the very least, since new, since the show started again in 2005. This is my favorite season. I it's think been such it a has been a solid, season. strong. Just you know, Sleep No More had some problems with it, but just overall, this has been such a solid, good performance. This is this is the twelfth Doctor that I expected and was so excited for when they announced Peter Capaldi. I kept thinking he's got to get to this level. Now, I didn't expect this from him. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this is what I had hoped for. Oh, I did. I knew he was going to. This I, is I what I had hoped for. <laughs> and, well, I think we saw shades and glimpses of that in Series 8. Part of that was because, you know, they were establishing him and he's getting, he's finding his feet. And they, all, all the, the work up. He, to he this really season. had to grow to this point. Yeah, he had to grow to this point. But this, this season is just so good. The um, and Peter Capaldi is probably probably my favorite doctor now, <laughs> yep. even above Tom. At least tied. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, Tom is my doctor because yeah. I started with Tom, so he's got that. But Peter Capaldi is just oh my gosh. Mm. So the, the the way it was shot, first of all, brilliant directing. Uh, uh, Rachel Tilley did uh, just yes. an yeah. amazing job of pulling this off. But I, I was really, um, I was almost worried because we knew this was going to be a gimmick going into it. That it's, bit. you know, uh, one hander. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The doctor only episode. It's not doctor heavy. It's not doctor light. It's doctor only. And, um, so when we first the veils there, yeah. When, when we first zap into the tower <laughs> and there's a child at the end, and <laughs> and there was Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was still the doctor, though. Well, it, technically, yeah. But act, <laughs> acting wise, acting wise, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. He's talking gimmick. He's not talking. I'm right. still. I'm, ta- I'm talking the, the gimmick. And I, I was a little worried that oh, okay, we're gonna do a. And then, it, and then it, it just immediately wasn't. It just immediately was like, no, this is something different. And I, I, I don't know what I expected. I wasn't prepared for what I got <laughs> because it was one part this very, very legitimately scary episode when the things just constantly coming, constantly come, and 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 what a way to put a lurching monster to <laughs> phenomenal effect. That's lumbering, slow, lumbering, lumbering yeah. zombie kind Through of drag. corridors. Yeah. 
Um, but 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 doing that. But when it was you know coming from the door to the to the garden outside, and it was just all of a sudden there, and, and the only hint that you had were the flies all of a sudden started to show up, yeah, and it was yeah, just so cool. oh, just the heart rate started going the whole and time. The fact that you never really got a good look at it that was other than the hand that was awesome. Well, you don't need a good. Look I don't. Need I love that. the explanation of the fact that when he was a child, he saw an old woman in a veil, but it was so hot outside that the flies came. Yeah. And that fear stuck with him, and that what ultimately is what the it, fear was in this. I loved that. It it, it, so for cool. somebody else, it would have been something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I loved. Um, I mean, all all of that was was, was I, just even, top even though it was very Sherlock. I loved the mind palace. It makes so much sense for the Doctor to work out all these things while in his mind, being in his console room, trying to impress impress whatever companion it is, not just Clara. Any companion. I will be honest. The first time he did that, and he says, picture yourself in a room. I like to envision myself in the TARDIS. And I went, Moffat, you're cheating. You're <laughs> pulling the memory palace. That's a Sherlock thing, not a doctor thing. This isn't going to work. And by God, it worked. Oh, yeah. It really it did. It worked oh, yeah. so well. And again, I don't know that it would have worked with any other doctor. But the, all of the little descriptions that we've well, gotten with Missy's talking to, to to Clara about he always knows that he's going to win. He's always yep. thinking. Yeah, that it. was a nice time. And to then too. turn down and break it down for us and let us in on the process was just really and cool. It, and it was so yeah. reminiscent of that beginning sequence of Listen that we all enjoyed so much. Yep. Of the doctor and his artist just talking to no one. Yep. Which completely... In fact, qualifies and justifies that element yeah. of that episode. That's what he was doing. Um, that and uh, the episode of um, where he was talking about the, the bootstrap uh, paradox. We were oh, trying yeah. to figure out who he was explaining yeah. that to. It. It was, he was in his he was in his little closet. Yeah. That's what it was. That's ultimately what it was. I love the. I I personally would like to have the doctor monologue to himself more often. <laughs> Not necessarily for a whole episode, but if you wanted to have him just talk to the camera to set up an episode or to do something, I'd say, yeah, okay. What was what was the line when he goes to the uh, door and he's he's talking about when he was young, he was telepathic, and he's trying to get the door to unlock, and the door does unlock, and he opens it up, and the corridor dead ends, and he says something about. Um, the corridors come to an end. Sort of a wrap up to life, or something that he he says it. So I, I can't remember exactly who says it, but I, I thought that so was perfectly said. Yeah, because of the the, the idea of, of running through corridors, and he's now run down his last corridor. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, <laughs> just the fact that he was going to cheat death one more time, and he's going to get that door to open with an impossible trick. And then he opens it, and it's a brick wall. And the realization that, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is <laughs> the end. Okay. You know, um, just oh, stunning. I, the, the dialogue in this was so good when oh, you yeah. know, the doctor talks about, I the don't want to die. I'm afraid to die. To open the you door. Know? Uh, yes, I'm afraid to die. And, and his admissions of truth and the... Uh, was that why we always look into the eye sockets of skulls? Yeah. You know, just just those little moments that, oh. Well, I think the confessions, too, which I was a little, maybe a bit concerned that we were going to get the doctor's name, too. But um, when he talks about 
I didn't I didn't I didn't uh leave Gallifrey because I was bored. I lied. It was because I was scared. And I thought, "Oh, wow, that so changes the whole mythos of the um you know why he left Gallifrey because yeah, he has said in the past show, that he, he 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 was bored. He's also said in the past he was running. Um, we, we've had those explanations mm-hmm. for why he left Gallifrey. Um, the other thing that I thought was really, really, really cool was, um, and it's I've, it's just gone away. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, was the uh, at the end where he's talking about people always have it wrong with about time yeah. lords. That when we die, it, we we die slowly. It takes a while, and he said that's why we we want it, we go to, off to be alone. You know, and well, he, that's he's what going with our own people. And the, the thing that yeah, and and they don't bury them right away. And I thought you completely fixed <laughs> the end of time. the end of time for me. <laughs> I thought because the exact same thing while watching. No wonder he was able to go on a journey of the past and and see all say <laughs> and fight off the say goodbye to all the because of the fact that it takes forever to die. It, it just takes a well, not forever, well, but yeah. it takes a long time to die. And so it completely justified something that Russell T. Davis had put put in effect that always bugged me, and now I'm fine with that. Stephen like, Moffat okay. is the ultimate retconner. <laughs> he just completely retconned that problem. Uh, since we're near the end, I also love the idea of, regardless of how you feel about a doctor being the hybrid, the idea that the hybrid would be half Dalek always stuck in my craw a little bit, and his explanation totally... It gives me why it's stuck in my craws because no yeah. Dalek would ever let that happen. Yeah. As soon as he said it, I went, Well, duh! Why didn't we think of that? Yeah. Evolution <laughs> of the Daleks. We saw the exact same thing. It's, right. That's why. Yep. So, that's um, not how the Daleks operate. Nick Walters, uh, who wrote Mutually Assured Domination, domination. Uh, posted on his Facebook page. And I'm going to sound a I'll bleep the expletive. But so in that final line in last night's Doctor Who spoilers, you've been warned. This is his <laughs> typing on his Facebook page. Quote, yeah. the hybrid is me, says the doctor. Or did he say the hybrid is me with a capital M? Oh, Stephen Moffat, you're a clever, clever, evil, clever expletive. <laughs> <laughs> and I read that and went. I never thought now, of that. I don't think that's the way it's going to go, but... Um, something in the, preview, something so in the next show, or the next time on, that made me think that the hybrid is is the do- is indeed the Doctor. Is There's some line that, that was dropped in there, because I thought the same thing. I thought, well, the shielder went by me, and it could be a clever ruse... But then uh, there's something in the next time that affirms the fact that it is the Doctor. And I can't remember for life. I've even watched this silly thing out through twice now with the next time on both times that I watched it. And I can't remember what the line is. But there's there's a line that's dropped that, that almost affirms that it mm. is the Doctor. Now, that being said. That could be clever editing. That being said. <laughs> I so want him to be happy, but I'm sorry. That's I'm going against probably about 89% of Doctor Who fandom out there. I don't care if he's half human. I think that's a wonderful idea, and that would completely retcon that one line in well, Doctor Who the, the movie. Well, not just the one line. It's the partial end of the movie, too, where they ha- the humans have to look in the eye of harmony. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I... I <laughs> 
after that, I mean, re- Big Finish has, tri- has gone through great lengths to rectify that with Evelyn as well. When uh, what was the the story that the Dalek story where she is uh, the key to open it so that the Daleks can't get element. in? Uh, uh, apocalypse, apocalypse, apocalypse element. element. Yeah, that she happens to be the reason why that protocol was put into the Eye of Harmony. And, and, all, and all fine and dandy. Uh, you know, ways of, eh, let's do this. And Sorry, man. I want it to be half human. <laughs> I, I, I want it to be. Let's do this and we'll make it fit. What better way to just sit down and go, nope, it's true. canon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> deal with it's it. Not yes, the deal, with it. <laughs> deal with it. Just deal with it. You 89% of who fans <laughs> that don't like that. Tough. And, 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 and we the, don't know that we're going to get that, but you know. in the mythology of the hybrid, it I'm, also I'm makes sense. I'm not the only one in the 89. Uh, on the, I, I'd be okay with on that. On the 21%, right? No. Yeah. No. Or 19%, I suppose, if I'm saying 81. If 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 he is, if he is though, it makes sense within the, doc, uh, the hybrid mythology because the humans are so – are such warriors. are so war – always – that's the constant of humanity is war. Billy asked. He says – it's supposed to be from two warrior races, though, right? He says, humans aren't. And I'm like, no, but we're very warlike. I mean, Look I, I at would, the war games. That's the whole, that's the whole reason. Well, I, th- I think if you, if, you, if you put us on a... If, if there's a galactic scale chart somewhere... That, we just haven't evolved you know, enough to become... There, there, there's probably, you know, Santarans and this and this and that. I, I would like to think that maybe we rank slightly above quarks on that scale. But we're not, we're not, in, the, we're not in the upper echelons. We're probably not even in the top 500. Well, see, I disagree because... But just the fact that we're very warlike. I disagree with that. I think that if you put it based on... as it's, I think Keith was trying to go down this road here. If you put it on the fact that humans have not moved out into the universe until much later than everybody else had. I mean, they do we, we obviously the future. We later than, yeah. So if you take all of the wars that have been fought on Earth... That's what everything always boils down to in history is war. It's always war, war. So we are very warlike. We're just in this microcosm for such a long time. We're just stuck on our not, own planet. Mm. Yeah, it's not until later that we, we, we branch out or move out. So, and, and the Doctor obviously likes to stay around. I mean, we, don't, we see very little future Earth. We see very little – well, in the classic series, we get a lot of, a lot of future Earth. But the Doctor still very tends to, 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 to very much just kind of stay around a certain – Time frame, especially as far as series. Earth goes, and so I think that 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 it does apply. And I think if you were to give us that, um, I don't want to say per capita, but you know that 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 same idea that based on our our uh, little microcosm, yeah, we are very warlike. And maybe even if we were able to branch out like the Santarans or the Quarks or the Dominators or anybody, I think that we 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 certainly would be in those upper echelons as well. Well, and and if you think back. Time Lord, a Time Lord, we assume the Master, came to Earth, kidnapped different people, different warriors of different eras to find the perfect batch to go and do more wars. I mean, the whole purpose of the war games was finding the perfect warriors on Earth because we are s- s- such a warrior race. Yeah. I think it totally makes sense. I can buy and the it. show likes to uh, explore these human elements of the, the, the seedier side of humanity, and that is a seedier side. Yeah. Very true. Well, depends on your point of view. That's true. I think it's seedy, but... Some others don't. Well, I mean, certainly when we had empires that were taking over 
great chunks of land in the ancient times, they were certainly thought they were in the right. So, oh, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's for the better of the empire. So that's to them, it's good. So it depends on your perspective, too. Thank you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> From a certain <laughs> point of view. <laughs> so when we got to room 12 and got into the anteroom and the gigantic wall of not diamond. Harder than diamond. And it said home. 400 times harder than diamond. Am I the only one that saw home? No, it I was saw a, home. It was a, it was a, I looked the second time to make sure, and it's there. Yeah. And he makes the comment. The TARDIS right on the other side, obviously. I yep. it, yeah. <laughs> and did did it, did anybody buy that line, or yep. did we? Nope. Did, I you know I I, I, I feel kind I feel kind of wow. I feel kind of dumb because I'm going. Yeah, see, I didn't know that I didn't have the synopsis to, to benefit me. I feel and kind shame of, on you for I, posting that synopsis, Radio Times. I did not fall for the uh, fact that he was in the uh, confession uh, dial disc dial. I did not. I didn't see a lot of this stuff coming, and I did not think – I when he said, oh, the TARDIS right on the other side, I thought, oh, you know, that's how he's going to get through to the tar- – nope, I totally bought it. Totally bought it. Completely hook, line, sinker. So when he stepped through into Gallifrey, I went, <gasps> and I'm so glad that I didn't know. I thought you guys put Ark of Infinity on the schedule because of Omega. I really did because you guys had even talked about I'm doing Three Doctors at him. one time, or, or at least you led me to believe that Three Doctors was the other option. And now that I know that it was probably a Deadly Assassin. Yeah. 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 See, which you well, guys were yeah. very we coy about We also discussed that, uh, so. Invasion of Time, but that was too long. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. So uh, I, when he stepped through and it was Gallifrey, I went, when did you When did you know? When he stepped through. <laughs> when, it was, and, when it was the desert no, and the when they showed pan, up well, or was it when the pan? When, the, when he stepped through and I saw the, the landscaping and I remembered home. That's at the point that I got really super suspicious, <laughs> and it was confirmed when it panned over, and there was the citadel so, or the city. So, yeah, that was, yep, that was a oh, finally. And uh, Moffat could not have. I that was my other problem was is this whole time that Gallifrey's been in this pocket universe has been placed somewhere we don't know where it's at. The doctor doesn't know where it's at, and all this time I keep thinking you can't make it too easy to get to. You can't make it too easy to get to. So it can't be anytime soon that we get to it, or it'll feel, it'll feel like a cheat. It'll feel too easy. And so if you do it at the end of this season, that's too soon. That's way too soon. You won't have made it difficult enough. Nope. This made it plenty difficult to get to and satisfied that 100% for me. When, when this was the way that he had to get to Gallifrey, I went, that is genius. That is so perfect. That satisfies my trepidation that you can't get there too soon because, yes, we do get to get there too soon, and you made it just as difficult as it needed to be. Oh, that's so good. Sorry. <laughs> Had it not been two billion years inside the confession <laughs> dial, it might have felt a little cheated. I When he starts well, hitting the The other wall. thing is, though, is two billion years is, is relative. Four. Or four billion years four is billion. two. I thought he said two the last I time. I thought he said yeah. two. I think it's four. Um, but anyway, billions of billions years. of years. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't billions add any and billions. It's, it's relative yeah. because it's only relative to him. So we're talking about time lords. It's not like they were waiting around for two billion years for him right. to get there. No, and it's not and like he left Earth in present day. And he's so, not two billion years old either. Exactly. And we're talking about time lords here as well. I mean, they're basically masters of time. They live in 
well, sort of it's, an infinite it's, bubble it's, anyway, it's, it's just be, in their own society. I think it's going to be one of those things where... From you a, could hop in a TARDIS from the point that he got out and go anywhere in time. That's what oh, that was yeah. Holly's problem was. She's like, so this is like two billion years in the future? And I said, well, not necessarily because it's only relative to the and doctor. It's, it's only relative it, it, to the confession from a, from a From a linear timeline standpoint, what you, you would look at is that he left in the teleport at the end of the last episode, arrived on the last loop. Because as far as that that version of, version of him knows that's yeah. it. And then spends 82 hours or however long he said he had in the castle that he could, you know, uh, run around. At the, well, that was how long I, the loop I get the was. impression he spent much more time while he was in each incarnation of himself. The reason being is because we saw everything linearly until he figured it out. And he had done fifty. He had done an hour of digging. Nearly, he thought yeah. it was going to be an hour. He thought he had an hour. He, he was caught by surprise, so it wasn't quite an hour. And then he did the tap, tap, tap thing to keep track of. And he figured out that that was that one was fifty one or fifty eight minutes, fifty seven minutes, something like that. And then he ran to another room and he tap, tap, tapped, and that was the eighty three. So he figured he that was the the only thing that the eighty three minutes had to do was that was the furthest he could get away from it. And have that was the most amount of time he could have right. away from it. So that in itself is probably four days there. So I mean, it's you still can't, days. You know, it's not well, it years. is, but you can't yeah. say. No, yeah, no, no. it definitely wasn't years. No, it no. Definitely I just wasn't I, years. I think the total Everything length probably of time in a week, from going maybe. to this room yeah. to this room to this room to this yeah. room, spending maybe an hour digging, longer. running from one into the castle to the other, and getting, getting downstairs. I, I would say that total length of time. I have, I would think it's in hours. It's, yeah, it's in hours in, agree, in, agree. For, for, for him relatively. Could have been a week, but anyway. And then he busts through the wall. Now, I think there will be some part of him that is aware he well, spent. He figured it out. Four billion. <laughs> Why else would he punch that well, wall? Well, here's the, the other thing time. that you have yeah. to clue into. The last time that he goes to his head when he's figuring out what's going on, you have to clue into the fact that he's telling Clara that he remembers now. He remembers everything. Mm-hmm. He remembers it. So every time he got to that point, he remembers everything. And so I think even stepping through after he finally got through, he remembers each time. Yeah. Uh, now, did it have the same physical effect on him if, as if he had been there for two billion years? Not no. necessarily. But it's in some sort of mental infinity ideal, he does sense that amount of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah, like, like Rory remembering that he was around right, for two thousand right, years, exactly. but not really exactly. having been around because exactly. because so many of that's those a, that's instances, an yeah. example, Sean. So many of those instances wouldn't be varied at all. Right, right, right. right. Be- so it wouldn't have that much of an impact mentally, just other than knowing he went through all of that so many times. Yeah. Interesting side note: I, I read a little blurb on the special effects when they did the uh, they did a life mold of Capaldi for the oh. um, under the lake episode. So that they could do the prosthetic for the ghost and have him facing off against himself. So it was another actor wearing the the thing in those scenes. Since they had that, they built the mold and then scaled backwards and worked their way down to what they thought his skull would look like. So that's actually a representation Uh, of his skull. All of the skulls. All of the skulls. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, There's so much. So much in this. (laughs) The other thing that I noticed on the second time through with something that sort of bothered me is I wondered why there wasn't a groove the first time that we see that he figures it out. And if you go back and watch, 
that wall is not perfectly straight. It does buckle there. So the 7,000 times that he'd been doing it before, he had already, he had already started the process. And if you look real close, you'll see it's just a little ridge, which for 7,000 times, it would just be a slight ridge. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it's completely viable. And I, bought, I, I saw that and I thought, okay, that was a very good bit of continuity there, making sure that it did have a little bit of a groove because I would have had a little problem if that thing had been perfectly flat <laughs> when he got there the 7,000th time. I, I also – go ahead. I also love the idea of incorporating Grimm's story about – the what a great shepherd, way to explain the king it. and the shepherd was so cool. And how each time he got a little more of the story out. And then the, the, the line, the punchline being that's, uh, uh, that's an incredible amount of time. And then as he punches through, the, he, the only time he says is, no, that's a oh, – and it's not incredible. That's a uh, something bird, incredible bird or whatever. I think that's an uh, – I can't remember exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Anyway, he gets to that final line. So I love the idea of – I think it's called the, the the infinity question. I think is what the – it's commonly referred to. I don't know that it, that's what the passage is called. But And the idea that uh, using the, the fact that as long as – the, the length of time that it takes the bird to sharpen his beak and, and go completely through the mountain is only a second of infinity. I think we, 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 such a great, ni- nice way to kind of ground yeah. the idea of infinity. I yeah. just that was. Well, I he, saw some people online complaining that why didn't he go grab the shovel <laughs> to hit the wall with instead of his fist to make it go by quicker. By the time he gets there, he can't get back to the shovel. Yeah, that's what I figured too. Yeah, he can't. He can't get past. He's, there's a one single hallway, and the veil is coming at him yeah. down the hall. There's no way to get the shovel. Yeah. And each time, you only realize when you get to the wall. What you have to do. And the other thing that I liked as well is it wasn't one punch each time. No. I counted it's five punches at least. least. And probably more so the further he got through the wall because of the fact that – Yeah, it takes longer for the veil to get to him. So I did appreciate the fact that every time that he goes through that, it's more punches each time as well. When he first hit it. Although not necessarily more punches. Well, yeah, it could be. could be, yeah. It still gives him enough. When, when, when he first gets down there and just hauls off and punches this wall, and you can tell it's just like, oh, man, he just broke every bone in his hand or something. <laughs> and then he did it again, and I went, what are you doing? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you hoping that you're going to get that weird adrenaline rush and the superhuman strength, and it's just going <laughs> to did you see a, 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 a thing in the force field that's going to disintegrate? I can't believe, what is, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then he died. Ish. And then crawled all the way back. And that's when the loop started. And I went, <laughs> and then he went back to the wall and he started beating on it again. And it was the second time through that I went, Oh my God, it's the time lock. <laughs> <laughs> he is tunneling his way to Gallifrey. And I actually said that out loud. And Mel went, (laughs) 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 and I will tell you right here, right now. And then when I watched it, I felt very justified in my, this is how I envision Gallifrey's locked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a big wall around the thing. And Glenn said, no, it isn't. I said, yes, it is. I'll give you that one. Easter Saturday. (laughs) I'll give you that one. I just... Why are you hitting that? Don't you have a tool somewhere in the coat that you could pull? I mean, he pulls out the specs and it tells him what it is, but that's about as far as they're good for, I guess. 
I'm glad the specs couldn't do anything on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. mean, I, I was kind of prepared for there to be a, I'm going to set these up in the corner and let them work the problem for right, the next right. billion years, and I'll shave some time off of this. Right. But, you know, no, it was just, just brute force. Yep. Just, just. Sometimes that's all it takes. Well, and this kind of goes back to what we said last week that I said about, well, it was very noble of Clara to say, no, don't be angry. Do you have any idea how angry he is? <laughs> So excited! What's well, okay? He's he's had a two billion year buffer though. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> he's got two billion years to get angry. Yeah, just, that's exactly right. He just climbs I, through I a think, time lock with his bare hands. Yeah, but, but I, think, I think you can also forgive the fact that it's been two billion years for him. So he he, he he's allowed to promise, be angry. He crept his promise for two billion years. That's pretty pretty noble. I, I I shouldn't be. I should be very lamenting the death of the doctor's character. And <laughs> I am so excited to see him open a can of whoop butt next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw a little blur with, with Stephen Moffat where he was kind of expounding on his, the, the, the quote, I think that they used for the, the final episode that we didn't know what to do anything with is what if you stripped everything from him and left him on his own and broke his heart, where, where would he turn? And I kind of went, but, doesn't tell me anything about this episode. Well, he went up next yeah, week. Yeah, right. well, next week. So he went a little a little further with it and kind of explained that it's not just that he was you know, abandoned and his best friend died and his heart's been broken. He's really, really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and Moffat said this. He says, you know, and he said he, he commented. He says, I cut a line. He says, I still think stupidly where something was supposed to go down. The doctor was going to make a bah, and somebody was supposed to say, you would never do that. And this other person would have replied, you never know someone until you've seen them at home. He says, I wish I hadn't cut that line. (laughs) But he says, I did. So it's not there. But uh, that line gives me chills. You're right, Stephen. You shouldn't have cut it. (laughs) (laughs) What a great, you never know somebody until you've seen them at home. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get that next week. And I cannot wait. Um, I'm scared to go back and watch it again. I haven't rewatched it. Either. I haven't it's, yet. It's 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 better the second is time. Is it? And, and, and even knowing what is what's going on now, it's nice to look at the pieces as you go along now, and you realize that okay, the revelation isn't. It's because I'm one of those people that if it's one of those kind of kind of the sixth sense, once that's revealed, it ruins everything for me. Of course, we went back and watched that with Caitlin, and it it was I, I looked at it with a whole different set of eyes. To be quite honest, when we first watched this episode, I uneasily enjoyed it. I thought, I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure what I think about this. It's, it's good. It's really intense. And then after it reveals itself and it's over, it suddenly washed over that it was just the greatest episode ever. <laughs> and so I thought then, now I'm excited to go back and watch it. And then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'm not. And I actually held off until about an hour before I came over here. <laughs> and I thought, no, I'm going to watch it again because I want to – I, I don't usually like to watch them twice because I like to come and give a fresh opinion of having only seen it the once. But I felt like this one was kind of the exception because you can go back into this now knowing the the key to it and just look at the elements as as it, as it goes through. And, and, and it was even more enjoyable the second time that I watched it. I'm, I'm almost because afraid. then you can listen for the little things that you might have missed. Well, yeah. and I'm almost afraid of going into it too analytical. 
and and hunting for those things and and, and looking to see if it holds well, up. Well, that's where I got the clothes from. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I got those little <laughs> tiny things. Like, but, well, wait a minute, where did the clothes come? But, from? but just versus the, it's 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 a it's a perfect little soap bubble of a nightmare, and I, I, I'm it's it's I'm I'm, I'm really. I, I don't want to necessarily analyze it. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily start See, to look at things like I, clothes. I, I and, didn't. Well, I didn't necessarily did that, analyze know? it, even though looking. I was just looking for the finer details. Now, this second time that I watched it and saw him. the one thing that I missed <clears throat> right off was him saying how old the painting was of Clara. Oh yeah, and. That could have simply just been a line, but if then now if you watch it on the second time through, it you see it, it's flaking off. Yeah. It it does indeed look old. The paint, the fresco, is coming off of the front of the painting in spots, and so it, it's those little details that when you see them, you're like, wow, okay. I also didn't hear him. Uh, it, a lot of the the the, the there the, is a line where he, he's referring to the skull about his predecessor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. There he is, and yeah. Is. He, he talks about his, well, a, he talks about his predecessors too. And. What a great flash to throw it out there and tease us with it when we get that quick edit from the skull to his face or from his face to the skull. I don't remember which way they went, and it's very obviously his cheekbones and the sunken <laughs> kind of shallow with the long, but didn't. Not, no, not, nope. not yeah. until they hit me over the head and said, "This is what it is." I went, "Those are all him." Oh my god! Do you think maybe he's the one that painted the painting? Like maybe the first run through of the loop, nothing much happened. That's possible. He was there and he was trapped there, and he couldn't get out. And See, so what... he painted it, and then he's the one that left the thing there because he was he was eyeballing the painting as he was doing it, and then he put well, it see, down. See, that's and what that's maybe what I, I tr- and that's, him. that's where I think it gets dangerous because just like him just, saying, "Well, you know, maybe he ran through it naked." The first, that's what I don't want to do. Is I don't, <laughs> don't want to think about it. Too I don't closely. want to get too into. Do you think that this, the first time this happened? Because I think that's where the thread starts to unravel. Yeah. I think that's where it starts to come apart. And the reason being is because he has to get to the death. He has to get to the pull of the thing. And any inconsistency, spending yeah, more time true. there painting, only brings the veil to him closer faster. Any time uh, doing anything in that garden other than digging that hole brings the veil to him. Cla- so I think that the problem is is when you start. I think to, it's okay if the when if you start the to analyze when you start to analyze that first element, then you start having to go justify things which you just no. did. <laughs> and I, I feel like if you start to do that, then there is a chance to unravel it. And a part of me thinks I don't want to think too much about that. In fact, when the close came comes up, that's why I said I'm I'm a little something minor pedantic when I was talking about the little things that I don't think will be answered, but I wish kind of were. There's a lot more of those, and I'm afraid that if you if you get too into thinking about that first time and the setup, then it could unravel. So maybe we'll see what he did the first time next week. I don't see them doing yeah, that. I'm okay with not knowing what he did yeah, the first time. I, I, yeah, I think that may be one of those mysteries that's best left unanswered. And it's not the point of the story either. Right. No, I think we're better served just the point of the jumping in the middle. Out. Yeah. A little, little Dark Tower-esque. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I like the idea of the castle, too. That was such a cool idea of how different things would make different rooms appear. and It was almost mist-esque yeah, also. Yeah, I, I got that vibe, too. <laughs> such a great... and Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I was reminded of uh, the, the 
let's take the opening credits nearly and, and kind of work them into an episode. It, it felt very much like the castle with the cogs and the wheels and all of the background things that caused it to spin and turn. I mean, it's just, it was obviously Time Lord-esque, yeah. you know, in their technology. And it, it just it just felt like maybe we've been teased with that all season, that this new opening credits That was the first thing actually, I thought, because when I saw know, the gears, I didn't think too much about it, but there's a, there's a gear shot near to the opening oh, uh, credits. And you see the gears immediately in the opening credits, and I thought, oh, wow, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. There was something else that I wanted to say about this episode, and I can't remember what it was. I like the idea of having to burn up an, the, the, the energy that it would take to restart the teleport is just enough energy that he could exhume before he perished. I thought that was a really, really clever way to, number one, have a reason for him to be able to activate the teleport again. And number two, the reason why he just kind of disintegrates to dust at the end. And when he he comes out the the second time that we see him come out and he picks the dust up and you realize a lot of that's what's left of him there. (laughs) Um, I think the other thing, the other little thing that sort of bothered me is not a first time through problem, but when he writes bird in the dust, you have to be real clear, careful to wonder why that room doesn't reset that because they, they make it very clear to us that the rooms reset yeah. when you leave them or, or when at least it starts over. And because we see the blood stains go away, we see obviously he even talks about the petals because he comes back. Oh, it's when you leave because when he comes back or at least when it turns once because when he comes back, the petal, the flower is whole again in that one room that he goes yeah. back to. So I kept wondering if – him riding the bird thing before he dies doesn't allow like is is beyond the point of the room reset or yeah it's beyond the point of the room reset so as but he's isn't it coming there when he in, comes back in to explore the room it is when he finds the skull it is back there but that would have been the only time he'd left the room once yeah yeah you're right don't no, okay stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop because now I'm gonna overthink that. That was the one. That, that was one thing that po- that popped into my head was how does how does bird stay there? Why doesn't it reset? But then again, if this was all the doctor's device, then he wouldn't know what he was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it depends on how long it takes the castle to reset things too. Yeah, we don't get maybe 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 there's a you know it won't allow it to reset while there's a person in the room. Obviously, that was that was my other. So, I'm glad you brought that up. That was my other thought was if there was him. If if it's instantaneous that he dies at the same time that he shows up, no one has left that room. Yeah, right. But Keith he poked does, a hole in that because then back. he does leave and come back later. So, unless it's because although it's self cleaning, so that's the, the status when, of the room at the time. When he so arrives. he doesn't. That's what it would reset to if it had to reset. So I anything else so. he would have disturbed would have cleaned itself up. But that was already a process of the room when he arrived. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's what I'm, that works. That's how I'm justifying it. <laughs> that works. Because that's also an, uh, a unique room in the fact that that's where the teleport is and that's the entrance. And now don't go doing that because now you're, now you're forcing it. <laughs> that doesn't work. But, but what you said earlier works. So All right. I'm going with that. <laughs> Who made the soup? 
I'm assuming he did. There was a in the one room looked like a kitchen. It had bread and vegetables, and I think it's the room that he in the center is the arrows that point to the passage that the veil goes through to get to the grave. That was the other thing I had to catch the second time. Okay, I, I didn't how quite the, understand that. Yeah, that's yeah. because he goes back to that room, and that's how he must go down through that center and come out the side because he comes out of the side of the grave yeah. so it must be how he gets into that room there that was the other passage through the room because that kind of threw me off too i thought well he says one entrance in one entrance out one way in one way out and he goes ahead and digs down and then, and then the veil comes crashing through the wall of the thing and i thought that's weird so the second time i looked and that's where the veil goes he goes into that room and i'm assuming he must go down through that that's why he's Drawn the arrows so that he realizes that that's the passageway that's, that's going to come through. through. So didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that threw me for a loop the first time, but second time fixed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, I think it was that room particularly that as they pan up, there's a window and there's it might have even been cooking supplies over here, and then there was food laid out. Uh, looked similar to a kitchen to me, so I think that's he may have gone down there, make making made it up. Didn't catch that either. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Well, maybe yeah, the soup's in too. the room when he gets there, because if he left, then he came back and it reset itself and cleaned it up. The soup would be there again. So, <laughs> it's a warm soup. Not knowing, well, didn't species was... one. <laughs> 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 they have to be warm. Not knowing who, who established the whole thing. Oh, that was another great line where he was talking about, or am I in my own personal hell? And he <laughs> says, hell doesn't scare me because it's just heaven for, for bad people. people. And then he's sitting there eating it. But the question is, how long do I have to be here? And then he drops a spoon. Uh, he's scared of the realization of being there. For him. It's not the element of being in hell. It's the fact that it's, it could I, be an eternity. For eternity. <laughs> A lot of lot of infinite and internal themes in this. I thought the the the, the whole reset, the clockworks. The, I mean, just all of that were all heavy themes of infinity or or the infinite. I just that was so cool. There was an interesting, uh, just as an aside, there was an interesting thing I read in Radio Times when I was scouring the internet for reviews and <laughs> <laughs> tips and things you might have missed, and uh, they related a story. Of the, they they did pose the question to a scientist of some sort, physicist or something, about how long it would take to burrow through diamond, let alone something four hundred times. But they did give the nice antidote of there is a statue of Winston Churchill in the British Parliament, and MPs would go by, and it was erected in like nineteen seventy, I think. And MPs, for good luck, would go by and rub the shoes of Winston Churchill before they went in and made their – and that was supposedly good luck. Mm-hmm. And it got to – after several years, the shoes – they had to they had to put a sign up saying don't rub the shoes anymore <laughs> because it was actually causing divots in yeah. this bronze statue of uh, uh, Winston Churchill. So it was really interesting to put a perspective on something that, yeah, hey, this is a real – Thing that, that that could happen 
but putting it on such a small scale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, again, we're talking about diamonds. And, and the, the scientist that they ask ultimately says, I wouldn't want to venture a guess of how long it would take you to get through. Because <laughs> that, that is where I think I'm getting $2 billion because uh, the, the interviewer asked, could you could could it be done in two billion years? And the scientist says, "I wouldn't want to venture a guess as to how long it would take to get through something that strong, let alone diamond." It was nice too that he was able to carve out such a nice square, um, you know, a little, <laughs> little, little almost rounded archway to, you know, support the weight above him, and you know, very engineeringly sound <laughs> tunnel that he. Surely the doctor still had a phone. He could have called Charles Bronson to come help him. <laughs> Richard Attenborough, no. What else? What happened to all the, the, the diamond flecks from the tunnel? Or it, it would have reset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't pick at the thread. Don't pick at the thread. Yeah, don't, don't pick at the thread. thread. <laughs> Room resets. Cleans it up. And, and it's such a small amount. He's not like hacking off chunks. It's such a small amount that it's flakes that are so small that you never see. Yeah. What else? What else? Anything else stands out in anybody's um, mind? Just... No. Can we go back to half human? <laughs> <laughs> Hope. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are part of the. I think it's. I, I think I mistakenly said 89% don't like that. So that would leave us in the 11%. Am I doing yeah. the math here? Yeah, that's, 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 right. that's why I. You said 89. That's, that's why I'm in my. That's why I'm in the profession I'm in because I don't have to really do math except for time. But. <laughs> Anything to. to so you guys uh, are in the 11%. Canonize the movie. Oh, yeah. You'd be I'm perfectly on. fine with yeah. half human, half time lord. Any reason to. Half human on my mother's side. Any, yeah. any reason to legitimize the movie? I I, of course I fall into the 1% that don't feel it needs to be legitimized, that it's just fine oh, yeah, the way it is. Yeah. But if it's going to help other people go, oh, well, okay, then yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, that, <laughs> it won't. What will happen is if that does come true, there's going to be a lot of angry who. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some, some huge backlash. <laughs> but, you know. We'll just ride I'm that wave. Wor- we'll ride that wave as we have every other. I, I'm a little worried that Moffat's going to go right up to the line and then go. Oh no, no. I I suspect he's going to appease he's gonna all the fans. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to yeah. duck pond it. I, I think everything that we got is everything we're going to get. I really think that that's the I'm the I'm the hybrid. No, I, I think I that's think as gonna far as they're going to. No, I, I think that's but. as far as he's going to go with it. No, I, I disagree. I think he'll, he'll go further with it, especially since it's been the heavy theme. I think there I might just back off on the idea it's that been, he is it's the, been hybrid. the heavy theme. Yeah, the hybrid hybrid question will be answered for certain, or he'll make us think that it's half human and no, he's half something else. No, I don't think so. <laughs> It just wouldn't surprise me if he I, just I, backs off at the last. Second. I, I think I think you 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 got this half Zygon. <laughs> How I, does I, that work? <laughs> I think you got this bit where we, we've been teased with it, and he's like, it's, I, "I'm the hybrid. I'm the one destined to destroy Gallifrey." And the following episode is all going to be about destroying Gallifrey. I don't think we're going to well, really deal with. We didn't it get much the silence for a full tour seasons either. So. Yeah. I don't see why. I just. Don't, I guess I don't understand why he would go and destroy Gallifrey after just discovering it 
existed. After saving it the first time. And then keeping it from coming back to prevent the time war again. So now we've destroyed destroyed Gallifrey, saved Gallifrey, found Gallifrey in order to destroy Gallifrey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm I'm in that boat too, Keith. I'm 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 kinda waiting for the uh, the turn next week. Yeah. You know? Because it would also why would why wouldn't he just say his name and let the time woods come back so the Daleks could destroy him in time of the doctor? Yeah, just let that happen again, and then okay, it's it's done. Yeah, I, I um, or misread the prophecy could have been. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I, I think the, the idea that he left because he was afraid. If he left because he was afraid, he would be the one to destroy Gallifrey. I think adds a lot of weight to that. I think that he left because he's afraid that he it would be discovered that he was the hybrid. I think well, that's ultimately what and, and as evidenced in uh, Arc of Infinity this week on Friday Night Who, anytime we get an inkling of something that eh, this might not go in our favor, let's kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Just, that's true. We're not going to allow this to happen. So I don't know. I like the idea of the Doctor being a little more noble about it, though, that he wasn't necessarily running because he was afraid that they would kill him, that he, he, he ran because he was afraid of what he would well, do. I don't know that they were – I think – Ultimately, I don't think he, he ran because he was afraid to kill him. I think they would discover that he was the hybrid, and I think that the 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 idea of that is I don't think it's necessary that he's afraid that they would kill him. But what unlocking the mystery of the hybrid would unleash something worse than death. I think is what I think that they would use him as something that he wouldn't want to be. Yeah, or or it would unlock a secret that they could use. If they didn't necessarily have to use the doctor, they could unlock some sort of secret. I don't, you know, I just, I think there's more to that. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think he was running because he thought he'd kill, they'd kill him. Because what, as it's evidenced in, in the past, they've called him back to help set things right in some instances. And so I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't foresee that being a motive. No, I just. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, We're talking I mean, about stuff that's, that's gonna happen away. Away. <laughs> less than a week away now, so. I also really like the bit where he's in his mind palace and he's like, why can't I ever just lose? Yeah. yeah. That was so great, especially on the heels of everything that's happened this season. It, thematically, it fits so well. It well, was just such a great moment. And then her coming up and, no, you must win. And ultimately, despite the fact that her death was very uh, – it was a bit of a no- noble death, but it was still felt like it was missing something. Yeah. this is We're talking about the impossible girl. This is the girl that jumped into his time stream to thwart the uh, great intelligence. That's and that's save a him huge everywhere. thing, yeah. And 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 save the universe because all the stars were going out. And this is the the girl that convinced him that he didn't have to push that button. That he could, you know, the, that was it was her. And then suddenly she just dies because of some stupid mistake. Now she went out kind of nobly because she went and accepted and faced death, but. It's always kind of kind of stuck in my craw that that, that she just kind of, she went out with after all of these great things that she's done. This is what what how she ended up dying. Well, so this week, by that memory or whatever you want to call that manifestation in his head, is the one that pushes him to drive on. Then it, it it's her it continuing fixed, to say exactly him. it fixed yeah. that for me. It, it it's her continuing to be. 
his savior, his, his the, the person that continued. I mean, the, the, her little speech I thought was good. There's a lot of people that are upset that she said ours, but um, in a kid's show. But anyway, um, her little speech to him, and that's the first time she, the first and only time she talks to him, because yeah. everything else is done on by the on, the, on the chalkboard. And it's it, it's not until he's completely feels defeated and wants to lose for once and wants to run away and wants to give up that she turns and faces him and says what she says. And I don't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but it's so impactful. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what she said. The chalkboard bit was just, I, I'm so glad we went back to that and got more. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect way within the confines of a mind palace idea to allow Clara to come back. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just that it's more of, the doctor talking to himself and monologuing and chalkboards in the that background. And just from that, season that, yeah. eight of the chalkboards. I don't know. So much good. What do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? I was ill prepared for that question. Uh, next week on Friday Night Who, <laughs> we are doing The End of Time, parts one and two, which seem very appropriate now. It's almost like we kind of knew something was coming. Um, and then, of course, our reviews in uh, uh, next week's episode, uh, 258, Hellbent. And we'll see how bent the Doctor is. <laughs> there he goes. And, uh, you know, being that this is the penultimate, obviously next week is the finale. This is it. We're, we're done for the whole season until Christmas. Um, A whole 20 days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, late, the wait after that's much longer. So Yeah. <laughs> we won't complain about the 20-day no, wilderness no. days. We'll complain about the months that are to follow. The wilderness December. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the December of our discontent. But um, so, yeah, uh, Hellbent next week on the show. And then uh, the following week, uh, we're going to do some uh, second doctor story with uh, the war games for Friday Night Who. And Parts one through five. One through five. And then our fun and games episode where we're going to take a look at some uh, new and exciting and some old and exciting and some old and maybe not so exciting uh, uh, <laughs> games that we will be playing and, and describing for you on the show. And then we'll finish up the war games and... Uh, um, I forget what the next one is. Oh, the, uh, we're going back to uh, our spoiler-filled review of uh, Schizoid Earth the following week. Correct. So. And the schedule's posted, so there's more information out there on the website. And, of course, uh, be sure to continue to support us on Patreon. We appreciate our Patreon subs- subscribers. And uh, if you can help us out, just throw a few dollars our way. All of that money goes right back into this podcast to uh, continue to do new and wonderful things and sustain the old that uh, keeps us on the Internet and keeps us in your iPods and your MP3 players. And uh, also there are some links on our website that if uh, you feel like you want to get a little more for your buck, um, you can shop through Amazon.com through our website. Uh, We did put a new interface up there. Um, It was called to my attention, which is something I knew, but I I had meant to get it fixed. And I think it was uh, Time Lord Ben that that called this to our attention. Uh, When you look at our website on something like an iPad, um, because it does not support flash uh, animation or flash uh, programming, um, the Amazon store would simply not show up on there. So we went to explore another option, and there was. And now on the website, you get four of the top Doctor Who items. But what we've also discovered is if you search for your items on a search bar on our page, 
right whether underneath it's those four items. right underneath those four items, despite whether it's Doctor Who related or not, if you'll go through that portal to get to Amazon for any of your shopping needs, a, per, a percentage of that uh, those proceeds will go to this show in order to help support the show as well. We also have links to Entertainment Earth. They have a lot of great stuff there. All you have to do is click on that link, and that's a click through, and that gives us uh, some support for the show as well. I click a link. Click a link, and we Click do, of course, have the spreadsheet shirt, which is shop, which is spread shirt shop. <laughs> it's a mouthful. We do have the spread shirt shop in which you can buy uh, traveling vor- the vortex merchandise. And the first proceeds. one was better. I would really like a shop where I could search for spread shirt spread <laughs> spreadsheets <laughs> spreadsheet shirts. Ooh, um, <laughs> traveling the vortex sheets. I'll look into that, Keith. <laughs> Some would, traveling the vortex betting. I, I, I would totally use those. Well, okay, I'm so going to go look for those so that I can see those on Sean's bit. And curtains. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it goes that far. Anyway, please support us there like as well. And you, can, and, the you, and you can uh, uh, show your support by wearing the merchandise that says traveling the vortex on it. So and, and get us more listeners so that we can uh, give you more fine content. Uh, we can be found on this various forms of social media, which are Facebook, Twitter, which is at Travel Vortex. We are on Google Plus uh, and Tumblr, and of course the Goodreads Book Club. And of course, uh, you can send us feedback anytime you want by emailing us at feedback at travelvortex.com. Uh, you can send text or, e- or uh, audio to that, or you can fill out the form on our website, travelingthevortex.com. Click on the Send Feedback tab and Fill out the form, and it will come straight to us. And I feel like everybody, I don't know, maybe is just a little overwhelmed with the season or because of the holidays coming up or, you know, life finds a way to intrude on, on their stuff because the, the, the feedback uh, pipes have been a little quiet the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, if you get the opportunity, drop us a line. Cause Especially at the end of the season, let us know what you think of the we're, we're, we're certainly interested in sharing other people's uh, opinions uh, as well. I think people are waiting for contests. <laughs> they want more contests. Which we, have we seem to get feedback when we, we do, do contests. We do seem to get feedback when we have contests. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's what we'll do our pledge drive on instead. <laughs> contests. All right. Is that going to do it for this week? Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.